This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to News Laundry Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. We are joined today in the studio by a man who's sneering at me, Hartosh Singh Bal, political editor of Caravan, whose story has made quite a few waves oh, the sorry, first time. The reporter is Sagar, very good reporter. Sagar is this reporter. So I'm sure Hartosh will have lots to say about this and other things while also giving me a tana or two of us just getting him for free every week and not every not week. Not only that, it's worse this week. I was told I have to subscribe to News Laundry to appear on Hafta. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I did. I told you. That is a bit much instead of paying. <laughs> <laughs> you pay us to kidnap. I told him you come to Hafta, you have to take a subscription. <laughs> so that was Madhut Rehan at her business-minded best. Our editor-in-chief, also Anand Vardhan, who has been missing on the Hafta for a few weeks. Hi, Anand. Good to have you back. Manisha Pandey, our anchor of Nuisance, and Raman Kripal, Hello. our managing editor. Hello. So, a whole bunch of things happened this week. But before I tell you that, I would again like to encourage you to subscribe to News Laundry because when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. Do support to keep media independent. So, a bunch of things happened this week. Of course, there was the Section 377 being struck down and same-sex relationships are no longer illegal. That has dominated... Unnatural sex is no longer. It wasn't just about... Oh, was I mean, it? if you really look at it, if you look at how it was worded, it, it would implicate all of us. Unnatural sex is also sex with animals. So that, uh, yeah, so I think so they may have separated it. Maybe uh, Manisha can tell us a little more about the judgment because that included oral sex, it included anal yeah, sex, by, it included everything. Yeah, by which they mean anal sex, oral sex and stuff like oh, that. Okay, fine. So um, then we have the broadcaster's body, uh, that's the NBSA, asks Republic TV's Adnab Goswami to apologize for misreporting. Um, we'll have some views on this, I'm sure. Then the Myanmar court sentences two Reuters journalists to seven years in prison that's actually one of the most tragic cases regarding journalism uh, in a while from this region. I'm sure Manisha will have lots to say on that. Then there is Kanhaiya Kumar likely to contest Lok Sabha polls from Begu Sarai on a CPM ticket. That should be interesting. I'm sure Anand Vardhan, our native from Bihar, will have lots to say on that. Give us a little view. Although even I've been to Begu Sarai and I've still share my experiences from there. Then the Tamil Nadu, a student arrested shouting anti-BJP slogans. Not on the flight, but apparently once the flight had landed. So when they were deboarding, when they were deboarding, that has caused major consternation as well, with people speaking up for and against, and of course some doing the balancing act. And finally, ninety nine percent, ninety nine point three percent of demonetized notes have returned. So much for that. And if we have time, I'd just like to discuss. I'd like the panel's view on the New Yorker festival inviting Steve Bannon. I think that's an important one. We should yeah. discuss it because this kind of thing has happened in India with Salman Rushdie and other people. Although the reasons there were different. Here, of course, it is fear. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't have a firm view on it. So we will discuss that. But first, um, let me open with our guest, Hartosh Singhbal. Hartosh, your latest caravan issue has a very fascinating, like, Godzilla-type cover with Anil Ambani emerging from the ocean, looking down at a submarine. It's beautifully designed, the colors, the, you know. It's a great cover, yes. The blue, black and, and white. story. It's about Anil Ambani's defense ventures, uh, Rafael being the most prominent. But I think what is forgotten and looking at Anil Ambani is how he's also entered the naval business and how this government has gone out of its way to take a man who can make nothing 
and get him to start making things for our defense industry. The government will say we had nothing to do with it. The French, he also made a movie for the, the mm. then French president's wife, etc. But uh, the main point is he's already in the naval side of things. He's proved out to be a failure. His companies are collapsing. To hand over the Rafale deal or make him part of it, I think it suggests that the Modi government is interested in many other things except for the development of the defense industry. So you'll have all these details in the story, but other than his failure of one of the most spectacular failures was his power project. What was it called? The Reliance Power, which did not get subscribed and they hadn't even made one megawatt of electricity before they were selling shares. And then, of course, that sank like a stone. You are expecting a 5,000 crore uh, case against you? Anil Ambani had sent it to a few publications who were covering the Rafael deal, right? Are you standing by for that? No, I don't think he will be stupid enough. But I mean, he's been, by not giving him reason for defamation, uh-huh. but I think the story is pretty solid. Yeah. Everything has been researched. Uh, you can't defame somebody by stating the facts of his business, about his debt, how he has functioned as a manufacturer in various industries and now in defense where there has been some precedent already before they start getting involved in the manufacture of Rafael. Well, if he wants to send us a notice for defamation, he's welcome. More the merrier. What's the problem? All right. Did the government do anything extraordinary to facilitate him? Government? Narendra Modi. Let's focus on the simple fact that facts is that Till Narendra Modi goes and talks to the French president. A day before that, everybody is assuming HAL, HAL is going to be producing this. Nobody knows anything about it. Parikar himself doesn't know anything about it. He's making statements to the contrary. Comes out of the meeting, suddenly Modi there comes is a out change. The, the claim is that uh, Reliance was brought later. Fact is, the rules were changed just almost a fortnight earlier to allow the offset partner to be announced later. But the actual signing of the deal, and this story actually has that detail, the actual signing of the offset partner happened on the same day. All this happened at the same time. Rules were changed, bent, twisted to ensure it is Anil Ambani who gets this deal. And uh, it seemed to have happened on that particular day with the knowledge of nobody but the Prime Minister who was involved. So that should be an interesting read. But uh, let's start with... Uh, although See, I will... now you understand why I was asking you for a subs- to pay for a subscription. Because you are promoting your magazine on Hafta for free. <laughs> My God, really? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I will see what difference it makes to the For free, we've given him minutes to promote his own story. Usually he says, you make a sandwich and you think that's enough. This story you should be promoting without my saying a word. Okay, we will. You can also be buying a subscription without us saying a word. So... I'll ask Manisha to tell us about what the sequence of events up to what happened in the Supreme Court today was. But before that, just one um, comment. I find it shocking that how the uh, air chief is being used in this political game of Rafael. How you pronounce it because everyone keeps correcting each other's pronunciation. Um, yesterday, the what are often called the North Korean channels were running whatever air chief or vice chief throws his weight behind Rafael deal says we need the aircraft, we can't wait to fly them. He was just saying he needs aircraft and he wants to fly them. He didn't say the deal was legit. I'm shocked at these guys who, who sit in these 
news, you know, he was used earlier also. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It's I, I don't know if it's new or not. But at least in last few years, the way the army has got politicized is I don't remember. At least my dad was in the forge. It being like this. But Manisha, tell us what happened in the Supreme Court and why is it such a big deal? So it's a big victory for civil rights movements in India. It's really truly historic. And I'll just give you a brief timeline on what happened before this case. So in 2001, Nas Foundation had petitioned to the Delhi High Court. Nas works with HIV, AIDS and sexual health issues. They filed a petition to decriminalize 377. Delhi High Court says it's a fundament, it's a violation of fundamental rights. Uh, of course, then all the religious groups get together and appeal against it. In 2013, Supreme Court overrules Delhi High Court and says that we can't be striking down laws. It's the parliament's uh, decision. After which, again, there's a curative petition and in 2016. And um, the important thing is in 2017, the Supreme Court upheld the right to privacy, where uh, it was said that uh, sexual orientation is an essential component of identity. And today, finally, it's been struck down. So I think the right to privacy... Uh, order played a very important role in what happened today and it's it's truly I mean it's magical to see what's happening outside uh, the Supreme Court today so many people have come out such a long fight for so many families so many people it's yeah. truly it's really like uh, it's great to see although at, at the risk of sounding like a bit of a killjoy uh, you know when I see something very emotional happening like, I've been a part of a very emotional outburst when the whole Lokpal mode is happening. But George Sam Ram. I know, you and Aap, of course. Uh, we, were, we were standing. That time there was no Aap, sir. That time only ISE. Yeah, you created it. <laughs> but, but, um, and I think it's, but you know, unless I was invested in a movement, it would not, like, give me, um, or if I identified with something there, it would not give me goose flesh or rongte ni khade hote. You know, perfectly regular heterosexual people around are also getting very emotional. I, I don't understand that. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I That's because you lack empathy. Oh. Which is a very important quality for a journalist or someone who's heading a journalistic organization. <laughs> Please. Very good, No, Manisha. it's really, uh, for me, I mean, it's it's a civil rights victory. It's not mm-hmm. about just No, I think it's an absolutely yeah. must thing to do, but from a head space, not from a heart space. Now, um, swiftly moving on. Quickly, Anand, could you just tell us about Begu Sarai? where Kanhaiya Kumar is rumoured to be going to contesting the next seat. Although, after the first two reports came out, there has been no confirmation, if I'm correct. They ha- the the uh, CPM has not confirmed that he will actually uh, contest from there. It's pretty much uh, formal. I don't know if... I mean, there has to be... I think a, the only thing I'm surprised is that it's CPM, not the CPI. That is... The, mm. No, CPI, CPI has a stronger hold over left, exactly. left politics in Bihar. So, but he's he's going to be on a CPM ticket or a CPI ticket? CPI ticket, that is what I'm... Huh, my sense is he would always be on a CPI ticket. He's a CPI associated with hmm. this. Did he join the party at any point? He was always part of it. He's part of the the students. Students, no, students you know, but he joined the mother party at any point. I mean, it's the same thing. He doesn't he, have to he, he campaigned for them and they like... Hmm. So then, okay. what is... What, why okay, Begusarai? Uh, what is special about Begusarai? So, uh, Kanaiya Kumar is a Bhumiyar. So, Kanaiya Bhumiyars are landlord Brahmins and alternatively, they also take landlord Kshatriya identity. So they can use both Singh or Mishra Singh. They have multiple surnames based on uh, whether they identify with the Chatriya tradition or the Brahmin tradition. So Kanhiya Kumar uh, uh, belongs from Bihita, uh, Bihat, sorry, 
बिहट रीजन ऑफ बेगूसराय एडजॉइनिंग एरिया इज सिमरिया विच इज़ बर्थ प्लेस ऑफ दिनकर सो यू सी दैट इज़ अ रीजन वेयर लेफ्ट पॉलिटिक्स इन इन पार्ट ऑफ इट हैज़ बिन एफेक्टिव सिंस इंडिपेंडेंस एंड इवन द करेंट सिटिंग एम पी फ्रॉम डॉक्टर भोला सिंह he was uh, earlier with the cpi now he changed uh, he shifted to congress now he is in bjp so uh, support of mumias important in the region uh, but uh, it's interesting to see why a region of bumihar landlords became a left uh, uh, strong hold mm. only a part of it is and uh, actually uh, many estate owners in the district found that uh, that uh, with the rise of uh, naxal movements in uh, jahanabad area and other parts of bihar it was it is easy to have a protection against that by aligning with the left parties so so uh, many bumihars also somehow aligned with the left front there So what what is chances from there you think and sorry I just want to confirm the headline here says CPM but the body of the article says I CPI I think uh, uh, mm. uh, the caste blocks the uh, dalits uh, this uh, they are most also vote in block there but also guided by bumihars also so there is a popular saying in begusrai bumihar ko baban bhi kehte hain so ki सो इट्स लाइक बेगूसराय के बावन और लंका के रावण को राम ही हरा सकते हैं अच्छा if he can uh, make dent into dalit votes and the, the agricultural workers votes that would last time bjp had won from yes, yeah. yes i my story from years ago you know before news laundry when i used to make ad films and other you know uh, films i had gone to make a film for an infrastructure company which was in partnership with a company called nacap and aqap i think that's how they were drilling, drilling a bore well under the There's the the Ganges passes near Begusarai, right? So they were boring. Mokama, it passes. Mokama Baroni, there is a refinery. Yeah, so there was supposed to be a pipeline that was supposed to go under the river. So I was supposed to go shoot that, and you know we had to make a, a film for a oil refinery, some shit like that. And when I got there, I had to get a sunset, sh- a sunrise shot. So I woke up really early. There was just one hotel close to where that was, and of course the vehicle that was supposed to come pick us up didn't come. I was losing the sunrise. So there were these things, which are these phatphatias with this open flat thing at the back. You know, it's it's like an auto, but without covered. It's like this long. So I just waved one of them down, loaded my camera crew, and I said, "Let's go, let's shoot." Because once sunrise comes, you lost the shot. In the evening, when I came back to the hotel, <coughs> there was pandemonium. The head office from Delhi had called up. I want to talk to the director. Who does he think he is and all? So I said, "Dude, what the fuck, yeah?" They said, "Do you know how dangerous it is? One of our engineers has been shot dead last week <laughs> because we didn't pay the local guy." I said, "Thanks for telling me now." And now it struck me because even those days I used to write Kurta Pajama. When I got off, 
to actually start shooting the cop there because there were these cops with guns i was like i was wondering why are these cops here they were there for security he saluted me so i said why are you saluting me like i'm really nobody he says pata nahi sir aap quiet kar do pe hame aap kaun hai hame kya karte hame kya karte sabko salute karte at least you'll stay out of trouble it was really it was the wild west man but anyway good luck to kanaiya kumar and to cp just one point that to cpim is not very really strong cpi is so you um, one must be remembering chaturanand misra he used to be um, mp from uh, the madhubani darbhanga zone and uh, uh, those interested in left politics uh, would find it interesting that paul suzy the american econ- marxist economist his work uh, on marxist economic theory was actually published uh, from patna its original publication it it was published from patna first before even being published from us that's amazing hmm that's interesting interesting bit of news Now uh, let's come to this case of the two journalists who have been arrested. Madhu, you had some views on Suki and her silence on the kind of oppression that many people in uh, Burma continue to be to suffer, and uh, her activism seems to suddenly have taken a back seat. You know, I remember talking about when this Ong Chi was hmm. uh, released. and everyone was praising her and everything and i remember saying it on hafta like please all she did was ha- get house arrested and now she's traveling the world with flowers in her hair meeting leaders what has she done she didn't do anything like nelson mandela when he was released from jail immediately he went into a process of uh, creating that uh, reconciliation truth and reconciliation committee mm. which was um, the most creative way to uh, resolve a a hate filled society yeah. where blacks had been tortured and suffered and families broken up and killed and so difficult to create governance then, in that environment and then mandela realizes that this is the time that if he allows that to fester and revenge killing start and now the whites were out of power there'd be a problem so he did something extre- never done before and really creative thinking and created a political emotional process and i think he understood the importance of emotion in politics and was unafraid to go that way hmm. and i think in india very often emotion is used as a bad word don't be emotional i think practical is a I'm bad word everyone's crying here yeah, from modi to advani to everyone <coughs> shed no, tears no, but when you're when anyone <laughs> but emotion is considered like practical is a better word and i think there's nothing worse than being practical and and jaded and cynical and i think that this is the problem with this woman that she did nothing what's the context of the, this it's, got, it's actually gotten worse than it ever was so there are two reuters journalists they did a report an excellent report and we we'll link to it and please read it about uh, the murder of 10 rohingya men and boys and that report implicates the army the thing is that the army has admitted to it and they've admitted that their officials were part of it but soon after these guys investigated that story the police calls them and arrest them under the official secrets act which is again a colonial heritage and this was back when they call them for dinner yeah call them for di- and they have told the court that these guys planted documents on us and you've had this is nothing but cracking down on these guys because they exposed the army and you've had a sham of a trial there i think what's more worrying is that and i think why, this is why indian journalists should really like stop being insular and we should care about what's happening in asia south asia and other countries because there is a tendency where governments are using these laws especially in south asia justifying their actions against the press 
on the tide of a sort of a popular sentiment against the press so mm. a lot of people did feel there too like you know you're anti-national you're exposing our army and you know you're defaming the army when the massacre happened and on this popular sort of sentiment you've had a government act completely brazenly unconstitutionally had a farce of a trial and these guys one of them is 32 my age the other one's 28 that's his first journalism job and one of them has and just, just had seven got a years daughter, in jail I think yeah th- three weeks old or three months old yeah. and he hasn't even seen her yet he and he's going to prison it's in India it's not so difficult to arrest you me or Hartosh hmm. if they just sent uh, you know they search our houses they will easily get one something some paper which is which will be classified under official secret yeah official act. secret act <laughs> and, reporting on Rafael and they can just come and mm. so so this is I mean something or very don't forbid the rocket launcher pamphlet <laughs> 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 yeah. Danta, you are really gone <laughs> gone I mean, you're bringing down the government of this great country <laughs> with a pamphlet but of course when, when you capital when you poems Das Kapital Poetry Fairs that is enough to implicate yeah when you read the affidavit that the government submitted recently in the Bhima Koregaon it is farcical you yeah. read that it's ridiculous I don't know I mean it's it's and really even included a lecture play. lectures that he's given they've even included that I mean it's a lecture and songs like old songs like this is you know it's creating feelings of enmity among people and why are you making they're fun of people why are you making jokes about they also asked why do you read so many books I saw the transcript of what the police asked and <laughs> I don't why because I don't want to be illiterate you know look the, the, that in that case spoken to some other Maharashtra police officials at the senior level, mm. they are apologetic, they are cringing. They say we cannot believe. Forget everything else. They said even when we try and implicate people, we do a better job than this. Don't <laughs> hold us accountable for the stupidity. It is just Absolutely atrocious. Absurd. But for the fact that people are actually sitting in jail, it would be farce. But yeah. that's what yeah. is happening in Burma. That is what we are seeing here. And nothing and in this rhetoric of gung-ho modiism and this bigotry that is all over there this will also pass muster you may not like somebody you may disagree with somebody's ideology but to do this but because it suits you politically but today the supreme court also of course there was the 377 case but yeah. they also they came extended down the remand the house arrest the house mm-hmm. arrest and they have uh, you know not been too kind to the police again today. True, like even and if you want to implicate someone, implicate them intelligently. There are letters where Mao's supposedly comrades are writing to each other starting, Asha hai ki aap theek hai. But why Mao's going to write letters like this to each other? And should even they if they do, these guys but they are going to put everything on record. And details. And not Lal Salaam, they write Red Salute. Who writes Red Salute? Hmm. Look, I mean, so senior okay. police officials, I think Scroll has quoted one or two of them who have dealt with the Maoist threats for a long time and nobody's denying that there was a Maoist threat to this country in Chhattisgarh. said, look, please understand, we've been investigating these guys for decades. Hmm. The communication follows a certain pattern. The hmm. last thing you will ever see is actually naming, detailing. It is always very carefully worded. It is always couched in language that would never make it apparent what you are saying, why you are saying it, what is planned. Something like this, the senior cops, forget everybody else, are just embarrassed by what is The, the one presented. line that really intrigued me was that, uh, they, I don't know if he's the word follow up, but you know, what happened to the rocket launcher that was supposed to be... <laughs> But anyway, so uh, I just like to read out this email and then uh, get back to the Arnab Goswami case. So this is from Pramod JC. Pramod says a recent subscriber here. 
wishing you on the success of the Media Rumble. I know it was weeks ago. I'm a huge fan of your work and have a few suggestions that I'd share. I've heard time and again about the mediocre reportage and legal and parliament reporting. Given your excellent credibility, why don't you include that in the hafta or perhaps have it in a different podcast? Madhu, Manisha or Meghna would be killer choices. And I'm sure I'm not the first to suggest a weekly financial news roundup in the podcast as well. And I don't mean a boring Bloomberg, CNBC type reporting. Your real strength lies in simplifying the news. By that, I don't mean dumbing it down. I sincerely mean it as a compliment. I'm a supply chain manager for a pharmaceutical company. I teach civil service classes on the weekends. Oh, he's like you, Anand. He also takes civil service classes on the weekends. But I teach daily. But you, <laughs> With this schedule, I somehow binge listen to Anil Hafta. And thanks to your book recommendations, I've purchased close to 35 books in the last month alone. Keep marching on, legends. Areva, thank you so much, Pramod, for that wonderful 35 email. books, you might get arrested. He's you reading might get too <laughs> much. Be careful. That's too many books, yeah. I'm not sure you're supposed to be reading so many books. So, yeah, I'd be careful if I were you. And uh, I'll quickly just read a bit of Naman Mishra's email as well. Naman says, Hi team, I'm a subscriber and listener to News Laundry Hafta religiously. Sorry, before that, I'd just like to, you know, uh, the, the last suggestion. We are coming up with season two of Constitution. Uh, with Neghdad, you can have a look at that. That's going to be a show for subscribers only. As far as a show on finance is concerned, you know, I think unless you really have a cracker of a person like someone like Vivek, um, I think unless you can do real justice to the subject, one shouldn't touch it. And so and far, we don't have the resources. you can only simplify it when you have a real command on a subject. Haan, That's oh, when you can really... There is a... Uh, I, I mean, of course, I'll mess it up, but there is a Sufi, you know, I'll paraphrase, that... If you don't know it well enough, you cannot tell it simply enough. It applies to what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Naman Mishra says, Hi team, I'm a subscriber and listener to NL Hafta religiously every week. Few comments. Your interview with Vivek Agnihotri seemed to have made quite a buzz on social media. I see you are cashing in on that. That's good. That took me to some of the older I agree interviews that Abhinandan used to do. I must say, his sarcastic way of interviewing is really unique and the audience will like it. Abhinandan must start I agree. So you guys need more subscribers to make your model sustain. And basically, while fact-based and honest journalism covering relevant topics is there, and you must do that, but to attract subscribers, you need stuff that sells. I agree, TV nuisance and El Hafta are the way to go. And there are the cash cows. You should milk them. Nuisance is a rising star. Don't compromise on the quality. It's a winner. Your app Yay. surely sucks. Yay. <laughs> I don't know how much money it would cost to get the better app, but I'm sure. Yes, we have on it. It is one of the recurring problems that we have here. I use many other apps. I feel you must apply some design thinking principles and redesign. I still wonder why Ranga Uncle left News Laundry. He was surely an asset and I used to enjoy listening to his perspectives on issues. Rest all is good. Keep up the good work. Thanks for all the work you do. Naman. Thank you, Naman. Spread the word. Get more subscribers in. We'll try to maintain quality. And um, now we will move on to the Arnab's sorry that he has to say. He has been told to say sorry once before. He did he that he did that time. Uh, the Manisha. only person I remember has he been the only person I remember was uh, Rajat Sharma of uh, India TV, who that said time. screw you and then he became the chairman <laughs> 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 after some time. So what what is the case now, uh, and why does he have to say sorry? I know that this was when one of the reporters was being harassed. I remember it was for of the Jignesh Mevani Mevani rally that they were running as flop show. And their reporter by the name of Shivani Gupta was there. And I remember watching this. And th there were people around who were very rude to her. And he said, show them, name and shame them. These hyenas, goons. 
एंटी नेशनल एंड वहां से कोई टहल रहा था ना उसका कुछ लेना ना देना उसका भी फ्रीज करके गोल गोल करके पर्वर्ट गून हाइना बोल दिया उसे एक एबीपी न्यूज के भी रिपोर्टर को दे विच ऑब्वियसली bunch of stuff yesterday so hmm. what happened was there was a crowd that was heckling her that hmm. was saying you know of course at a jigmesh mewani rally a uh, lot of people hate republic and the kind of people who attend that would hate republic simply for the kind of smear campaign that they've run on this guy so she was obviously pointing out saying ki dekho flop show hai bilkul khali hai she was basically pointing at how what a big flop show the rally is and there was a bunch of men who started heckling her sort of surrounding her this guy basically also sort of went towards her and said jhoot bol rahi hai jhoot bol rahi hai so that then arnab took and then went into this whole thing that it's sexist it's whatever these guys are perverts and all that mm. and the guy who was there in the crowd he got angry because he also said that you're calling me anti national and anti india goon mm. and i'm none of that so the whole thing started with that but it's a bit while it's nbsa has asked arnab to apologize because he he obviously went on the other tangent and then hmm. but there is this problem of reporters having to face the brunt for what their anchors do in the studios sure. i mean i don't think shivani deserves to be uh, no one deserves when a reporter is doing a job on the field you don't deserve to be heckled or harassed or you know you, a crowd like circling you yeah that also has to be addressed i will I say that i think uh, that's abp had breaking news republic tv ne abp news se maafi mangi jignesh mewani ki rally mein kaha tha gunda hamare so they had run this breaking yeah, yeah. news but uh, you know i just like to know what mother thinks and coming to raman sir i completely agree with what you're saying manisha but i have seen republic tv journalists behaving in a fashion which i'm sure the person at the other end it took every ounce of of patience not, not to lash that, out at yeah. that person physically putting your elbow in the guy while there's a narrow and then saying look he's pushing me look he's pushing me now i know there are two or three of such rowdy elements it's unfortunate that shivani has to bear the brunt of that uh but what happens is that when someone says kahan ka hai republic tv ka hai acha he must be one of those same types do you get what i'm saying you kind of and for that yes the leaders completely responsible because if three of your reporters are doing this you know aggression and then no, pretending to no a lot of these reporters when they chase for example the prime uh, perfect example is when uh, arnab went on in his studio said and we confronted vijay malia and then you see this reporter running after vijay malia shooting questions and vijay malia is not answering not I mean, he doesn't even wait for a pause to see if there's silence or that i will not speak or i don't want to comment to you he just cuts him off at the question making this reporter the star of the story that we asked the questions and then then goes into a tirade that vijay malia running away from us no every story is so and so's running away from them because they don't really want to do the story or get the facts or give that other person a chance to respond they just want to make it that republic is relentless in going after the truth but if you really that want to the, the truth that's Tharoor, not the way to do it the shashi tharoor case that we have surrounded him they have five yeah. he is surrounded by camera <laughs> this is like so what no, i know we are going after you hmm. you will have to answer to us once he actually said the some uh, 
the CBI, if you recall, there was a yes. story going on. He says the CBI has to answer to us. Trust, yeah. Are, the CBI has to answer to Arnab. Have we gotten a little no, bit? If you look at every day's reporting on Republic, it is hardly reporting. I mean, there is Arnab. He sets the tone of the day. So they pick up an issue which can become a campaign issue hmm. for them. It's not reporting. Something which they can campaign with. So the, throughout the day, you will see Arnab at 9 o'clock coming up with this issue. And all these reporters, they are just preparing that. And usually non-debatable uh, uh, subjects. Uh, so so, so they're getting, about they are getting uh, material for it. the campaign so that he, so he can be as speak. louder as he can, wants to be. So this is what is happening on Republic. Two, three things. One is, of course, let's call them Republic TV representatives. I don't think the word reporter actually fairly applies in that case. So they're mm. representatives of the Republic TV. Mm. Look, in the end, they have as much right to be at a public place, a press conference as anybody else. Right. So this whole idea that we will debar them, do this, it's mm. unacceptable. That they can be loud, they can be pushy, whatever it is. But you are there for a rally, you focus on the rally. That said, the reporting of Republic TV doesn't get justified because somebody has heckled them or not heckled them. What they did in this case must be separated from the fact that the reporter was dealt in a certain right. way. That is wrong. But then you respond to it in certain ways. The fact simply it comes to this. The Broadcasters Association is a gathering of useless people. Hmm. Wasting time, ours and theirs, largely. <laughs> yeah. And if... Right. I don't, worth, not worth knowing, must be one of any, some mm. channel's head or something or mm. the other. It's like the editor's guild. Mm. It doesn't amount to anything much. Uh, the point here is that if you're serious about what these guys are doing in the name of reportage, then basically Arnab should be lined up every day just apologizing from morning to evening. You know, there is hardly any reason to yeah, pick this, one thing to out. This couple yeah, actually went all the way and, you know, went to NBSA. But if, you know, Omar Gul was to do it or, you know... Omar, Omar Gul? Gul Omar sorry, Khaled. Omar Khaled. <laughs> sorry. I was asking Omar Gul. Omar Gul. Is that Pakistani fast baller? Omar Gul is a Pakistani fast baller. Okay, he's a cricketer. I knew it was a familiar name. But anyway... So, but just to tell you guys, what is NBS? It's a News Broadcasting Standards Authority, which is of broadcasters. They, you know put out penalties which no one so pays. So he has today till to apologize. <laughs> but let's otherwise, see. Otherwise. Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll say. Then we'll say. Don't apologize. <laughs> or Anand, make you president. Anand, you want to add anything yes, on yes, this? Yes, I want to add. See, uh, uh, one may understand that it is an occupational hazard while reporting that this heckling, manhandling can happen. But uh, there is also a fair expectation that uh, your employers and by extension your professional fraternity would stand by you. Mm. Now, in two recent cases in which the employers didn't stand and that was Damantri Dhar. When she oh. was Damantri Dhar, a wire reporter, she was reporting oh, uh, yes, we discussed on, that on, on a Dalit rally and uh, for ideological reasons, the wire is uh, alleges that the wire said that this may derail the movement, so why should she pay for the ideological biases of the employer? S uh, second is, when the employer is stood but the fraternity didn't, was India Today, and uh, the wire thing was even not taken up by media watch websites. 
And the second is India Today reporter, uh, who was, uh, uh, he also put out a video, who, uh, who, who was uh, beaten up th and thrashed uh, by cow slaughterers in Karnataka. And uh, in, uh, India Today yeah, took, yeah. India took, took, it, up, took yeah. it up, but uh, other media houses, I think one newspaper did publish. Uh, I am forgetting this is its more name. Recent, the second and, case. Uh, last <coughs> month, but uh, even media watch portals didn't uh, hmm. do so. I think fraternity is standing and uh, employers are standing uh, by you is a fair expectation. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. If there's such a thing as a fraternity. Let That's us admit to that, that is uh, yeah. actually collapsed and fraternity with whom and what is now major serious questions. So to use the word fraternity in the loose sense for everything, the fraternity has been destroyed by exactly the people now who want to seek its protection. Yeah, hmm. they, they will run stories about these anti-national journalists, this, that, and then when the time comes, what was Arnab doing through the, every time gathering bites? Oh, Kejriwal has not allowed us to cover the rally. What do you think? Press freedom is under assault. Mm. He was gathering all this. And then you go after the same people whose defense you needed and again require all the time because in the end it's only independent journalists who will come and stand by your side. Sure. So no, you destroy the fraternity, then you want fraternity to stand by you. You, you destroy it entirely. You take it apart, the whole mm. thing. Do it insidiously, systematically. This is typical right-wing bigotry. Oh, but then they aren't helping us. Oh, we've beaten them to death. Mm. But no, now they no, aren't getting he up called and for helping a ban us. Without, he called for a ban on NDTV, I remember that. Huh, Madhu, you were saying? Uh, the subject that I wanted to bring up was this, um, the government telecom department and various people in the government uh, behind the scenes putting pressure on Google, WhatsApp mm. and uh, Instagram. Uh, that they have to one give data to the government mm. of their uh, users mm. and as well as threats to shut them down yeah in fact uh, today someone just tweeted uh, so this is a, a special favor to Paytm because Paytm was very perturbed by WhatsApp you know contemplating having payments on their platform but on that you know I saw a tweet today saying that oh so they're trying to protect Paytm now you know, that is very problematic at one level, but at another level, I would say, um, I don't know the details of the kind of information they want, because even that's very vague. You know, uh, Ravi Shankar Prasad keeps making these bravado statements that we will take, Google will have to fall in line, and he has this very obnoxious way of shaking his finger and saying stuff like that. Specifically, what are they asking for? I mean, I'm sure that they know that they cannot get the encryption key for WhatsApp. Um, they, they're saying that the uh, platform will be responsible for all that appears on it. That means the fake news they have to take, they'll be liable also for any fake news that appears. I think that's a fair expectation as far as Facebook and Twitter are concerned. I don't see how that's a fair expectation for WhatsApp yeah. because I don't know what is being shared. You know, on Facebook or Twitter, I can take it down the system. So I really think this is just posturing. Um, I think the reasons for this, and surely this government is not interested in fighting fake news. It's like Trump wanted to fight fake news. They benefit more than anything else. So I, I really don't know what are the details that they're looking for. And I wish someone would make those public. Like, what do they want specifically? And what is a technological solution to it? I discussed there's no transparency on either side. We did a story on what happened with an Amit Shah story on, uh, at Caravan. I think that Facebook was a very interesting story, how Facebook didn't allow didn't, Caravan so to promote. what is the kind of deals and details that Facebook 
and Twitter have already yielded Just put the context of what wasn't allowed. So the, specifically, there's basically the, you had a story on Amit Shah, Amit and you're allowed to push stories on Facebook by putting money behind it, so it it, it appears on more pages. Sure. And they didn't allow you to push this that story. This had never happened with any of our stories, including the lawyer thing. Yeah, mm. But here, clearly Amit Shah, Jay Shah, and... But is it a fully automated system? How do they prevent it from well, happening? There's supposed to be an appeal. If it's a fully automated system, that is even worse. Mm. You know, you, you can't take recourse behind algorithms and say that we don't know why we stopped no, so the story. When they, so when did you try to pull it up, it refused to take that story? No, no. We got a mail back and we are allowed to appeal. But mm. for 15 days, even the appeal, nothing. And then we wrote a questionnaire to them mm. saying that we are going ahead as an editorial story to find out what is happening immediately that system that obviously was not human hmm. suddenly realized these guys are doing a story so we are going to allow them <laughs> to actually push the story hmm. within an hour of that we hmm. were allowed to push the story clearly there is something problematic going on at facebook and they have still not come forth and explained why this is happening if it is an algorithmic problem that is even more idiotic uh, you cannot take recourse behind an algorithm and say that we are not responsible for how it acts because hmm. you are designing it implementing it you better know what it is doing hmm. And even then, your appeal should take a day or two. Hmm. And none of the reasons cited there fit the story in any way at all. Right. Yeah. So, so you're saying the problem on both sides. The government is being not transparent of what they want. I the, think the Facebook tech companies and are not Twitter being are not being transparent to the degree they have collaborated with this government. That is what I'm claiming. Okay. Uh, and WhatsApp is actually the exception because actually the government really can't do anything with WhatsApp. And, and no one can. And, why do you think the BJP or the Sangparivar would be serious about clamping down on WhatsApp? Why do they have factories manufacturing fake news on yeah, the, WhatsApp the WhatsApp if they yeah, are that's so true. I, I don't think it's... See, I think it's optics. I don't know what the battle is for. I mean, is it for, you know, benefiting someone else? But I generally don't think, A, on WhatsApp anything can be done. And on Facebook and Twitter, well, around the world, they're trying models. Let's see what works. Anyone wants and to step in on this? And the problem that Caravan uh, cites in that report, a lot of news publishers, no one will go on record because there's no proof of what's happening, have alluded to how there are certain stories that just don't reach the audience that the way other stories would on Facebook. So there is a there is something shady about their algorithms. Well, the good news for news publishers is that now Facebook is not prioritizing them for its platform. And that entire news, what was it called? Um, it's going to be what your friends search then. It's yeah, not going to allow platforms not, to... Plug. And news is not going to be their main space. So I think they've realized that Twitter's taken over that universe. They want to get back to family and friends kind of space. Um, anyone wants to come in on this before we move on to the case in Chennai? Okay, so uh, here's what happened in Chennai. Uh, this, I think, was deeply problematic. While it seems like a fairly innocuous and small thing... Um, a girl called Louise Sophia, I hope I have um, pronounced it correctly. She was arrested from Thutukudi Airport, Thutukudi, I guess, for shouting fascist BJP down down at Tamil Nadu BJP leader Tamilisai Sundarajan. Now, um, many of you may have seen the video that came with it. This BJP leader, who's the Tamil Nadu head of BJP, apparently is you know very aggressive. How do you talk to me like that? And it's at the airport. From what we know, she shouted this when the airport had landed was on the ground. Uh, sorry, airplane had landed was on the ground. And um, many people, uh, including, you know, Shekhar, in fact, the News Minute uh, report names Shekhar. Uh, the, the report is, it's an opinion piece why Louis Sufia's detractors must look closely at what the aviation law states because they said, well, this is a crime. If you've shouted, you will be, a, these are what the law state. 
आई थिंक इट्स अ वेरी डिसइंजीनियस एंड दिस इज दैट मंकी बैलेंसिंग पीपल कीप ट्राइंग टू डू नॉट सो दैट आई एम नॉट कंसीडर्ड लेफ्ट विंग तो लेट मी जस्ट टेक अप एन इशू व्हिच इज नॉट टू कंटेंशियस ये क्या है लड़की है कॉलेज की तो इसी एट हर कॉस्ट लेट मी प्रूव माय बैलेंस्ड क्रेडेंशियल्स आई थिंक इट्स डीपली प्रॉब्लमेटिक आई थिंक इट इज नॉट जस्ट अ क्वेश्चन ऑफ दिस वन अरेस्ट दे हैव बीन थिंग्स एंड आई एम नॉट फूल्ड दैट दिस इज सम एविएशन लॉ वायलेशन because the news minute has actually clarified what the law states you can only jeopardize a flight you know when it is taking off not when you are alighting and how yeah. does the slogan jeopardize the flight <laughs> exactly so uh, must be a rafael plane or something must be a rafael so uh, you can't even impose section 144 she was there already people that she was alone and, and she I was been, just i don't know what is she saying that was wrong i mean want the maoist court for anti fascist uh, yeah i mean so the government is admitting that they are fascists in any case so madhu uh, i want your views on this i mean do you do you think um, this is just an isolated case or should we read more into it am i being paranoid no i think that it's all tying together isn't it this is the this is the problem and which should be of great concern shailaja bajpai has written a piece in today's indian express which talks about this about people being labeled this or that uh, somebody is called now you were called an urban noxial by subramaniam swami and you mm. asked why and he said you got a beard and mustache and your hair is curly <laughs> so you look like a noxial now narendra modi also has beard mustache he also has mustache narendra modi as a beard and mustache exactly but he's white and <laughs> but it's, it's trimmed and, and it's not unruly like he's not young like uh, so anyway whatever the story is more seriously that this kind of um taking offense people who take offense feel that they have a right to ask for somebody's arrest or to shut a place down or to burn a burn a movie hall down or to burn the book or burn the author or do whatever they like i think and we've discussed this before this taking offense there should be a ministry of of offended sentiments please write your complaint then and keep quiet we're not interested in making a public thing and then people are then afraid to open their mouths i think i also read in today's paper possibly in 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 indian express i can't recall exactly where well somebody's written an article that when you when you're afraid to say what you think or believe mm. it does remind you of all the periods of indian history as well as european history where one was afraid to to speak your mind and i think there it is i don't think it's paranoia i think it's just snowballing into something a little too big yeah see everything is uh, as madhu says is not isolated everything is gonna look at the topics we are discussing today it's all curbing a expression even 377 is curbing expression the whatsapp uh, and all i mean closing game is over gone all the issues that we are discussing they are they are very linked yeah, so that's also the sharp shield of religion as the means of imposing politics and hurt sentiments it takes you I don't know you must have discussed it but look at the Punjab law that ridiculous law that yeah, I mean, we discussed it, it last again. week yeah so i mean it's all part of that but what has been done in sikh politics in punjab with the kind of bigotry the akalis produced the terrorist movement that was produced is being replicated by the bjp on a large scale around the country they don't need to be terrorists because they can control this country by the vote but they are no different in terms of how the bjp conducts itself from the men who supported bindrawale hmm anand you want to come in okay uh, so obviously there were two parties to this case so um 
and there are a lot of vague areas, grey areas, and people have committed themselves to position from day one, and different publications, and they will stick to it. They will find rules which will uh, be Justify on their side. Mm. Let the court decide it. The uh, so let the co- uh, the case is in the court. But uh, I am uh, my initial position on this, and now also is that. Uh, uh, not this particular case, but uh, the right to peaceful travel. I, I uh, So right to peaceful travel, I am too poor to travel by air. I, I never travel by air. I take trains. And, uh, and in trains, this political uh, hooliganism is too much. If in long distance trains, People disturb you with political debates, and if some leaders are tra- uh, traveling with you, they 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 they, 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 will, they will debate and this and that, and just because uh, uh, you are the lesser mortal traveling by trains, you, you have no right to peaceful travel. You have to listen to their political gyan and confrontations, even violence. So I have seen that all. I have lived uh, long enough. <laughs> so so I think that right to right to peaceful travel i i am taking a different issue out of it so uh, a right to peaceful travel in indian railways should be very much asserted yeah. he's been disturbed too much with because only though and people are debating plus i mean that would mean of course because i mean we have plenty of available jail space so if we start to just jail everybody who discusses politics on indian railways <laughs> it should take See, care of jail, the only jails in this country politics and what i am saying is different those who travel in a would know no, I mean, we do travel, all of us, by train most of our lives. It is not something which is unique to you or to anybody else. The simple fact is that what you're suggesting is that every time somebody shouts a slogan, jail them, it makes no sense. Actually, my experience in train, in train travel has been the kind of bradri and support and... You know, if you're in a difficult situation, the way people help you out is quite amazing. No, it's chaotic. I, I just think in this particular case... Um, it's, I mean, while of course people may have committed themselves to positions and that's not true for this case, that's true for most of life. But I think that still doesn't take away from the facts as they stand right now is that till now, nobody from the aircraft's crew has lodged any complaint. Usually if there's an unruly passenger, the aircraft's crew says this person is getting in the way of our work and they lodge the complaint. Nobody from there has lodged a complaint. The complaint has been lodged by this woman and one of the clauses used earlier was that getting in the way of public servant. She's not a public servant. And uh, this News Minute piece actually has all the laws that have, uh, you know, laid down. I The link is below. You must read it. So, which is why I think when, um, you know, a lot of people did that monkey balancing coming out, it's, it's very unfair because in this context, you've just kind of ruined, uh, you know, a student's life. And, and they, these are the typical intimidation tactics that many of them use. And the way the politician behaved, I sounds very would be high-handed. debated mm. and would be argued in case the mm. interpretation of public nuisance. Mm. Uh, and that's what she's uh, been yeah, So mm. public mm. nuisance and so one uh, slogan shouting is hardly public nuisance. No, I am th- saying that mm. in court that would be most argued. That's a very grey area. Sure. So now this letter is from Dhiraj Bhandari. He says Dhiraj basically I won't read his full letter because it's almost four hundred words. He has this one very strong paragraph which I will read. He says like many others I depend on news running for unbiased reportage which it definitely does. Uh, actually we don't do unbiased reportage but that's a different philosophical question which you can hear in my podcast coming soon 
on objectivity and you'll be thrilled to know it should be up in about 2 or 3 weeks but yes there is a but the hafta like a subscriber has said has been one sided for a while not because anand is not a forceful person anand you have to be forceful and be a public nuisance please start punching people around you anand he gently smiles by the way uh, dheeraj but because the rest of you go into selective amnesia selective amnesia is in all caps when he comes out with the cold storage preserved facts guess he is the only cold blooded person in the room the rest are hot blooded meanwhile he has uh, told us to listen to cyrus brocha's podcast uh, he doesn't have award winning journalists but it's a nice one then coming to your vek agnihotri interview the first 10 minutes were cringe worthy since it felt like abhinandan was in a wrestling match till vek pointed out that you have called me for the interview without researching my book condescension is not the nl way is what i thought i could understand madhu's condescension with karan there is history of sorts but actually there's no history there either <laughs> uh, so i would like to point out that the entire team should sit and watch madhu's yakub memon interview where they find the time great interviews are about getting the confidence of the interviewee and ensuring he she is not defensive and uh, yeah then you know he has uh, he surprised manisha at the last email yaar i was just really tired that's all and he hartosh by chance ki baat hai you are here he has a comment on you also <laughs> a question to end does reporting end with publishing the facts or does it continue till the logical end to the story two points of reference to my question maria resa hartosh bal conversation maria's fantastic number crunching ppt and work which hartosh wondered as to why nobody has been it has not been done in india um you have any thing to say to dheeraj on that that does it end with the story of i i'm not well, sure what the full I, I don't know what to say. I mean, our job does end with a story, and mm. we do more stories. I mean, that is all we can do. Apart from that, there is nothing else that is in our hands. There are other institutions. As for what Maria spoke about, I think it is very essential. We've been wondering about this ever since that conversation. We lack the resources. Uh, Maria is running a big organization in terms of. At least where caravan is in terms of engineers, in terms of social media people. But I think, if nothing else, maybe a few. portals etc need to come together to set up that kind of system where you can actually track the kind of what hate propaganda right. network nodes that the government used to target media right. obviously it's similar in this country and it's trackable actually now yeah, with technology okay let's move on to uh, hardik patel who is fasting in gujarat his demands are he wants reservations in education and jobs for patidars and also he has added another mang which is farm loan waiver the thing about hardik patel is that gandhi ji said that once we attain independence this bhook hartal and everything should stop and if gandhi i was, really said that he said that he said that, that there was a reason to do uh, fasts and and uh, nonviolent protests against the british but now that we have our own government we have our own means to vote or in vote and not vote people in so he says it's not relevant this anymore this i disagree with bapu oh whatever so then what i would do if i was hardik patel's mother i would do a counter fast that you will stop fasting or i will go on fasting until i die i love the thing idea of counter fast like if somebody is fasting unto death then a guy who completely disagrees with him fast against what he's what this guy is fasting for how wonderful our politics would be if rahul and modi could just sit and fast exactly. and see who can outfast exactly <laughs> that is, i no think that is the relevance of i think how fast should be handled okay anyway, i'll just say that uh, he had uh, you know he has left a will on the 9th day you know 50000 rupees in a bank account 20000 to my mother he had done all that rather dramatic but that was about i think 3 or 4 days ago today his fast has entered the 12th day and that's a long time to go without food i mean 
I think, uh, I mean, from what I've read, that the body can go on 20 day, 21 days without food and about one, six days without water. Uh, but by the 12th day, your what, ketone levels and all go all awry. Uh, so I really am not sure why, um, what kind of exit he's provided himself because I, I don't know whether he can go much longer. And since the whole idea of these fasts is to make a big deal of it, like, you know, Anna managed to make with his this thing or rather the team around Anna managed to create a circus and I think the team but, always has an exit no I think all fast has solidly decided ki todenge kaise no I don't think all of them have decided but depending Please, on that's what happened with Shivraj Singh no when he was fasting they called farmers and he said I've broken my fast because these farmers came to me and said break your fast and then it was revealed that the farmers were called by the government yeah but I mean do remember that uh, there was someone who died during that you know Andhra Tamil Nadu movement you know of fasting fasts have been the Andhra movement the Punjab Suba movement there were at least two major fasts one fast that Tara Singh was not able to keep till the end he broke it he lost the leadership of the Singhs Darshan Singh Peruman died in a fast but people don't die in 12 days Series, it took over 70 days and uh, maybe we are made of bad metal now because Bhagat Singh and his colleagues actually won the major demand in jail and yes, they had fasted for, I think at the time the demand was, they had already fasted for more than 60 days, demand was conceded, one of them I think again also died there. So, I mean, it takes its time. Fasting has been both in the formation of the Andhra and the Punjab Suha movement, a very important tool in terms yeah. of politics. And Ahmadi party also revived it. Yeah. Anyway, so his group has today said that he's also going to stop drinking water. And they've set a deadline because nothing seems to be happening. So there's there's more to come on that. This also is, you fast with the faith that people care about your life. If nobody cares, then... You can fast through. Yeah. True. That's the so it's a bit that egoistic. That's the most pertinent point. Yeah, it, so is, it is depends on who's fasting. Yeah, so, so it's egoistic to think that, you know, basically only your mummy cares. <laughs> okay, so now let's talk about what happened in the USA. And, you know, like Madhu said, I think it's very interesting because it throws up a lot of issues that also we discuss often. But before I do that, they have one last email from Abhilash John. Abhilash has, in bullet points, he's put his suggestions and complaints. Hi, Abhinandan and the News Laundry team. If you request, please start listing Hafta and Chota Hafta. There's two different podcasts. Many a time, I end up listening to Chota Hafta. Later, to realize I'm not on Hafta. Karthik, so just figure if they can be different podcasts and not the same timeline. But that means we have to pay for two accounts on iTunes. So we're just trying to save money, bro. You're just... You, you get more subscribers and we'll do that because for each channel we have to pay more. Then he said, I listen to Haftan Mecca while commuting in between if I get a call it gets messed up. Please address this experience. Yes, we have to be able to scroll up and down. Yeah, we're working on that. Then um, he wants reporters or orders also to be listed separately. Yeah, you really, all your suggestions are cost increasing suggestions. I was hoping you'll have some revenue increasing suggestions also. <laughs> so, Abhilash. Can you provide details of recommendations in the app as well? Actually, we're going to restart all the recommendations that we do and all the books we recommend. We'll restart the email. You know, we used to send you email, we stopped that. Can you start a weekly podcast covering the important news of the week? No analysis, but just important news. Madhu's been wanting us to do that for a long time. We should start soon, of course. This is a question of, again, resources and it's a cost issue. Reduce your rants and spend time on additional topics. Five to six hours, collective hours of yours is hundreds of hours listeners should be well used. Okay. And keep up the good work. One of the recent comedies I watched was your interview with Agni Hotri. 
Okay, can someone do an investigation on how petrol diesel prices ensure to be per direction of OMCs on a daily basis? I'd be surprised if that's not a complete scam. Okay, Abhilash, thank you for those suggestions. We will try to raise the resources so that your cost-increasing suggestions can be taken on board. But let me come to what happened in the New York Festival. New Yorker Festival. So there was the the founder of Breitbart. He's a founder of Breitbart, right? And Steve, he was, Bar- Steve, Steve Bannon yeah. was the founder of Breitbart. And he was also the chief of um, the White House. Or whatever, Trump, Trump's uh, election. Not chief, but he was... Uh, no, uh, but no, after that, in office, yeah, in he office, was the White he House something uh, on the other. media head or whatever that position is. So he was uh, invited for the New Yorker Festival and he was the headline event that basically a conversation with him. And there was a backlash and then they cancelled it and they uninvited him. Meanwhile, the economist had sent him an invitation for an interview and they stood by it and the economist, in fact, today or yesterday put out this long note yesterday that why they think all sides must be heard. And so the question is, should media engage with racist, bigoted people? If not, can you live in the liberal cocoon? Or does one have to engage with everybody no matter how horrible you find their you know, positions? So that is an interesting question that has come up. Madhu, why don't you kick this off and then I'll go around the table to see what everybody's views on this are. See, um, this, the New Yorker editor wrote a really long explanation on why he was disinviting him. And that um, explanation was funnily enough uh, largely devoted to how important it was to invite him. And then in the end he decided against it. So it's a rather odd email. I mean, letter Statement. of explanation. The one with the economist in which uh, I agree with, which is like, if you're only going to hear people uh, in your echo chamber who agree with you, then uh, there's no point. So the economist has decided to interview uh, Steve Bannon, regardless of any objections. But I do, I to just bring up a little tinka over here. I do remember once doing a, an interview with the Pakistani High Commissioner in Delhi when the um, r- the rhetoric was really high and people were screaming, which was the time of Kashmir had just g- it was on fire and Benazir Bhutto was saying, jag jag mohan kar denge, I don't know, whatever that means, jag jag kar denge. So it was high on rhetoric and that time I interviewed this fellow, uh, the High Commissioner. And I got a call from my brother, Arun, saying, why are you giving these people a platform? No Indian High Commissioner has ever interviewed on Pakistan Pakistani TV. channel. So why are you giving a platform? And I said, look, we have to know how the other side thinks. We have to know what their propaganda is. Hmm. I, have, I am totally against the government banning Pakistani channels. Because when you, when you, they think that pe- Pakistani channels will influence the Muslims over here. I don't think so. I think it'll go the other way around. Well, so I think hearing the other side, I disagree with the New Yorker because they, he said that people felt on the staff that they were going to pay him an honorarium. They were going to pay for his stay over there and his hotel which they and were. everything, which they were. And whereas the economist is just doing a straight interview without any payment. Yeah. So there is that difference. There is a difference. I think, yeah, I'll come to that. But uh, Raman, sir, what is your view? Does everybody have to be engaged with? Does, in, in fact, Freedom of expression is universal. Of course. It but is this as is important for the right as well as the left. Sure. Or the, so I think, uh, yes. No, but this is not an assault on anyone's freedom of expression. It is just when you set up a panel of the people who you want talking on your, pla- on your platform, 
is it important to give everybody a position on that platform no matter how racist or bigoted their views because it's they're not saying they shouldn't be allowed to talk it's like should we let's say news laundry has an event uh, while we have aggressive people like hartosh bal there <coughs> how aggressive should they be should we have a bhindra wale there No, but the point is the point is there are so many people who tweet that I didn't like your bias in this article I'm never going to subscribe again so you only want to read or listen to programs or read articles that agree with you and then you're going to subscribe I find See, that really peculiar if I'm going to just read what I already know and agree with I wouldn't bother to read it hmm. I'd much rather read the other side because then I can shore up my debate against that hmm we normally decide a panel uh you know a panel where four five persons some of them are going to speak for and some are, some of them are going to speak against right okay so this is how we i mean only then the panel is going to be lively and the debate is going to be lively so i think in this particular case also if he was invited so why why i don't think they think there are several issues here hmm. first of all i will take sort of react to your jump straight from me to bindrawale because i think <laughs> no it's not actually because it indicates a mindset that is true of the right or the left or mm. whatever it is that if so it's a muslim sitting there you will talk in parallel mm. to some muslim ideological figure you are placing people in positions which they don't identify mm. with and it's an easy jump because somebody is a sikh so bindrawale right. will be invoked it's a problematic position clearly mm. whatever the idea behind it but if you are looking at the entire spectrum of debate yes obviously you have to hear the other side but what is the other side how will it work what does it mean we talk of race or bigotry in this country you will you give if the other side is advocating untouchability on stage will you allow them that platform hmm. so there are certain things which do not fall under the other side differences you can debate you can debate where you stand on politics but if somebody is advocating that muslim should be disenfranchised hmm. are you going to allow them that position on stage these are important questions but i think these are also questions that in the new york case what was particularly foolish is that these are things you debate before, before you extend the invite yeah. exactly after that i mean what is wrong with you you didn't know you were paying for that guy before you invited him or what <laughs> there was a lot of backlash actually people like jim carrey and all tweeted and said i'll not be on the same platform as banan so hmm. it was mostly a reaction to the kind of backlash it got then a sort of a thought through but what is your position does I'm everybody have i'm conflicted like hartosh said that Steve Bannon is important to the phenomenon of Trump so mm. sh- and he's the president so sure you have to understand you can't shut your eyes to it and say oh this doesn't exist you've got to sort of engage with where it's coming from but in India I mean for a debate on Bhima Koregaon arrests I'm not for having Vivek Agnihotri come on television and talk about urban nuxal nonsense because it's nonsense mm. and this is not about my biases as a journalist I may be a left liberal but I'm also a journalist trained to use my brain and you know look at certain facts of the case which shows that it's a very very botched up kind of a partic- someone who can add some value thing. not so, just diversity so then am i going to call vivek agnihotri and give him like 15 minutes to say ki sare intellectuals to naxal hain they are out to kill the pm is that's not a freedom of expression thing it's it's quality control mm. i think no but that's the right you have uh, you can choose the people but in this particular case he was already chosen, chosen. and then hmm. that's the anand product 
I think, yes, the pre-labeling of people, as uh, Hartos was saying, that labeling also that who is a bigot and uh, you label it beforehand and then decide then that that's a problematic. Second is, mm, there is no closure to arguments. I have not seen anybody winning an argument. Mm. People argue and there are counter arguments and argue. I have not seen anybody in my life winning, an, yeah, winning a debate. There's no end. Like, there politics is no doesn't debate. have a final the also, what is this uh, restlessness in the right to be certified on plat plat uh, particular platforms? So uh, I find it very problematic that, uh, in fact, people invite themselves to certain uh, uh, liberal establishment events mm. that uh, if I am seen there, I would be given intellectual credentials. So uh, why? Why you want to buy that intellectual tradition? If it is defined by someone else, you don't need to. You, you don't need to be certified by anyone. So mm. uh, it, that's all. I, I, I think this, this is, in India, it is very problematic that uh, a right-leaning person would want to be, uh, say, winning an award that is uh, uh, given by a so-called liberal establishment. So anyway. Yeah. You know, on this issue, I think the details make a big difference which I think Hartosh also alluded to. And I'm sorry, Hartosh, the actual extension wasn't from you because you're a Sikh. I just realized you are. It was because you're aggressive. But anyway, but yes, but I also there Sikh. are various other aggressive people <laughs> than Hindra So <laughs> you could jump to several of those. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think the the details... Caught being racist. I know, let's, see, let's see Abhinandan get out of it. Now, but I think the details matter. Uh, while I agree with Manisha that if you're having a discussion and if you're saying the discussion has to add some value to the person at the other end like uh, I, and since you take Vivek Agniotri's name and I've just did an interview with Trent Viral you know people say whatever that was it was fun it was like a circus I mean let me be clear what the purpose but if I'm to actually discuss you know, uh, things that I do, dis, uh, dis, even if I disagree with, you know, I'd, I'd talk to a Hindal, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd even talk to a Jaggi, although a lot of people have problems with Jaggi. But what is the platform? So while Raman sir, I, I agree that everyone should have freedom of expression, is like Hartosh says, if someone comes and says that, you know, all girls should be killed or, uh, you know, black men deserve to be in chains picking cotton. At least I, on my platform, I would not want that person. I think it is perfectly legitimate to say I don't want to engage with that person. It's your There's function nothing. and you have a choice. Yeah, so I think that is that is, that is important. Now, the foolishness was that they then back backtracked. But the logic that everyone has to have a position to s make a point is, in my view, ridiculous. I mean, that 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 is not defensible. It's my party. I'll invite whoever I want. I mean, yeah, that's not just that. There, thing, right? There's a logic to it. It's not because it's my party. Because, I'm saying there's a reasoning that because there are certain things that are so hateful, I think it is in the human values that have, like uh, Anand said, certain debate. I haven't seen a debate one. But certain debates have been won. That it is not nice to rape people. Raping is not a good thing. Hmm. That debate has been won. Although there are certain people still trying to revive it in ISIS and all. Will I put someone on ISIS saying that these are the ways that you sh should be allowed to rape a woman because, you know, my religion says so? No, I will not give that person that. Where does one draw that line? But Anand, sorry, you were saying something. 
So anyway, so th- that's that's what those are non-negotiables. Yeah, that, there's certain yeah. non-negotiables that we've come to. Which Now is that's the thing; these non-negotiables over decades. But they're being revived and, again, and, and they keep getting pushed because some of the stuff that Breitbart has said and the way they have framed many headlines is pretty much endorsing slavery. Yeah. You know the, the the kind of stories that they do. So, so that is what I mean in the Indian context. Would you want somebody advocating that you know let's go back to how the caste system needs to be practiced? Exactly. So, would you actually do that? So, on that note, let's come up with the recommendations for the week. Hartosh, uh, what are yours other than the caravan cover story on the? No, no. I I suggest the issue itself. It's not mm. just the cover story. There's right. a wonderful piece by Meera Nanda on basically. juridical personhood which is awards idols property rights at temples etc most noticeably the ayodhya debate of how what the history of that right is how it has been implemented and how today it has become just another excuse for the corporatization of religion i think it's a very well argued and well researched piece making a very important argument at a time when we are sitting close to the ayodhya judgment i recommend that piece as well very strong all right raman sir your recommendation for the week uh 20 years ago sonia gandhi in one of her speeches she spoke about you know a place 70 uh, kilometer from delhi where the literacy rate among women is just 2% which is the mewat region no So I just read one piece about 3 4 days ago on the teachers day. So one of the teachers uh, a Muslim teacher who brought down the dropout rate of the girls girl students in that particular area. So Prime Minister uh, Modi has also tweeted about him. It was a good story which came out in Times of India. So I would recommend people to read that story. Hmm. I think uh, the Guardian piece who broke the news that is interesting for journalists. I think on the Bhima Bhima Koregaon raid, since we were discussing this, I would urge our listeners to read a scroll uh, interview. Beautiful piece of journalism. And much really of the scroll well reportage, much of scroll on reportage on Bhima it's very good. Done a very good very job. Good job. Uh, they've really taken the story forward. And this one interview with Ajay Sahani, who's the executive director of Institute of Conflict Management, terror expert, tore into the UPA when 2611 happened. Not left, not right. A clinical, uh, you know, breakdown of the case at hand. Please read that to just forget ideology, just the details of the case. Read him to just understand that. I think that's very important. Anand. Okay, uh, as someone who is not a journalist, I think uh, the fate of good reports uh, in, say, historical framework would be thirty, fifty years that they would be reduced to footnotes to important historical studies. And in that sense, I would recommend a report in Swaraj about uh, the um, Gorachak's uh, summits in Alwar. so it's it 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 is not studying it in after in aftermath of a lynching but uh, uh, since 19th century there have been in for, uh, formal institutions of goraksha and before that informal groups so uh, it has reported on the, their anxieties how how they um, uh, try to preserve a way of life uh and how it is linked to their livelihood so uh it is not looking uh, and uh, it is uh, they are not part of the violent groups mm. so uh, it is looking at, uh, it's a very detailed uh, report and uh, while i was studying the history of crowd protection movement from 19th century 
I found uh, that uh, these, uh, from 19th century newspapers also and many academic books also, uh, ultimately I thought that what are, what are the reports I looked for. I looked for reports where there were uh, communal angle, communal confrontations and the working of the groups. So this report uh, is uh, good because it uh, tells us about what uh, their concerns are. In Without that this, sense, this uh, political yes. angle. Yeah. Mm. Madhu? I haven't found the exact article um, uh, which I read, but I do want to describe it. I will give uh, Karthik, our producer, the link. Karthik the link. This was um, a long read. I think it was the New York Times or Washington Post. I'm pretty, I'm, I, I kind of think it's the New York Times. It is a report on um, an area in America, I think it was Iowa, which was flooded. Flooded like much, the pictures are very much like Kerala. And when you read that report, where this reporter has doggedly followed two, three families, um, especially one who uh, the woman dies because the, the medics could not get to her on time and because the calling system of asking for emergency help, he did, the husband did not say it's a life-threatening emergency. He just said in his panic, I need help, I need help. And this woman who just had surgery, the resident in America when he discharged her, forgot to add the medicine that was crucial to her survival after that particular surgery. She needed cortisone and he forgot to write it in the prescription. So she went home and within three, four days of trying to get her out when she went blue and purple and everything, she could not. They could not save her. But the way the reporter has written, written not only about this family's experience, a very young family with little kids, but all those families around them, the detailing that happened. And I know that we've read snippets or seen on television in Kerala how, serious, how seriously and badly people were affected. But nobody came out with a report as detailed as this, where this person stayed with the family, followed through, wrote the report in a way that brought that whole tragedy and everything that happened home to the reader. I haven't seen a single report like that from Kerala. All of it has been just bite and attacking the government or the complaining to the government. Or we seems to be we seem to be you know like we've mugged a script and we can't get off it. Our journalism mm -hmm. is like a mugged script. Everyone just goes on camera and just says the same same bullshit without informing anyone of anything real that's actually happening on the ground. The real ground reporting has disappeared. And when I read that, I I was I, I was in tears reading that story of how page by page the how the woman deteriorates and how the husband is in a panic. The little children, are, he's trying to keep them away so that they don't see their mother dying. Hmm. And and listen, we've seen snippets and glimpses of it in the Kerala story. But did anyone actually write the full story? Yeah, the full no. human you know, no. scale of the That's tragedy. Gone. That's And yeah. that is, this is what I feel bad that <laughs> our television channels who used to be so good are now replaced by just, how has this become journalism that is just shouting? Why don't we know what's going on? Why didn't the North Indians get sensitized to what is happening in Kerala by a story like this? Um, my recommendation for the week is this lovely piece in a Des Moines Register. And I Des, Moines. Des, Moines. Des, Moines. Des Moines Register. It's by the father of this Molly Tibbets. For those of you who didn't follow the story, uh, his, her father's name is Rob Tibbets. She was this young 23-year-old girl who was murdered by an undocumented illegal immigrant while jogging. 
and he's written a your, piece. The father's letter, your yeah, yeah, and yeah. the father op-ed, wrote op-ed, yeah. yeah, he's saying that don't distort her death to advance racist views. <clears throat> so although his oh yeah, you know, daughter had been killed by an illegal immigrant, and he didn't want Trump and the the ilk to. And I think it's so beautifully written, and it's such a brave thing to write and. To be able to do that, I think it's fantastic, and also reminded me of the whole iftar for love. Angit Saxena's father, yeah, you know the boy Angit who was Saxena's killed. Angit Saxena's father was also very. Also, uh, uh, of course, because of the language issue and the language we read in and the language people communicate in, I'm sure Angit's father was not able to write a piece like this. But um, yeah, it reminded me of that. But it's a wonderful piece. I highly recommend everyone read it. And also, I highly recommend everyone goes watches a film called uh, Three. It's a really good film. It's a great gender. Yeah, I love to do it. It's brilliant. I, the, the best <laughs> thing. It's running now. Yeah. yeah. And, and Who's one, in it? It's really one nice. dialogue. It's got um, the guy Newton. Ra- Rajkumar Rao, <gasps> Pankaj Tripathi. And the one line that I loved is this guy who's sitting in his village and saying, I know everything, I know and obvious reference to Modi. <laughs> they keep doing this, you know, you know, in the bike ride when they're together, he's like, Jo banna hai banu, bhakt mat banu. Bhakt mat banu. Bhakt banu. <laughs> they bhakt kept banu. dropping these little lines. That's very which clever. Was, yeah. So I highly recommend that. On that note, thank you, Hartosh, for coming. Thank you. Once again, for absolutely nothing except a peanut butter sandwich and not even a cup not of tea. Not just ordinary butter and bread there. Peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter, so this week's song goes out to Vivek Agnihotri in the backdrop of celebrating Article 377. He had become very angry with me and, and tweeted saying that and that he's deleted me from his life but continues to tag me. So uh, it's okay, Vivek, you can come right out and say it now. This song goes out to you. पहले मैं समझा मैं नक्सलवादी अरबन हूँ लेकिन अब जाना तू हेड है और मैं टरबन हूँ अब कुछ भी हो तेरे बिना सब्सक्रिप्शन बढ़ता नहीं दिल तेरे बिन कहीं लगता नहीं वक्त गुजरता नहीं Uh, thank you, panel, for joining us. Join us again next week. Thank you. Keep your comments coming in. Write in to us at contact at newsline.com. Thank you, Karthik Nijhavan, the producer of this podcast and our recordist, Anil. You can leave the abuse on my Twitter timeline. Uh, in the subject line, when you write your comments and critique to contact at newsline.com, do write NL Hafta because we also have the same email that gets the emails, same email ID that gets the emails for Awful and Awesome Entertainment Rep. So, on that note, subscribe, pay to keep news free. Because when the public pays, the public is served. And when address pay, address served. Until next week, goodbye. Have a good week. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.